Hey. Hey. Thank you, Craig. All right. It is 449 <laughs> p.m. Sunday, September 13th, 2020. I am here with Izzy B, Beku, Ariel, Jeremy, Mia, and the real Be Serious from Read My Lips, News and Politics. Welcome to the show. What, had, what is up, everybody? Hello, hello. Very happy to have you. One of our favorite guests. We've had you, you once before, but it's been quite some time. And uh, in 2020, time just seems to be very condensed and contain a lot contain a lot of, of material. You know, that's how time is Yes. this year. It's like an Asgardian year. Yes, it's, it's like an uh, Asgardian year. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 is of, of assholes as well. Something else. <laughs> so, yeah. I love your Yang Shrine. Always, always love to see a Yang Shrine in the back of anybody's uh, backgrounds. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. It's nostalgic. And I like your I like your interview with Paget. Well, thank you, thank you. Actually, actually have, an, have another interview with Paget coming. Uh, if not next week, the week after. I just spoke to her yesterday, so. Mention us just to like name bomb. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're 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 all right. They're cool people. All right. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Oh man, just I've been working like crazy. It was um, it was really it was a time of like, am I going to have a job? What's going to happen? Am I going to be able to put food on my table? Immediate. Work nonstop. Don't you think about rest? It was it was like so immediate uh, because of coronavirus and what have you. Um, really? So obviously, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't um, expect that because you've been so reliable with the YouTube content, it's so consistent. I mean, honestly, I'll stay up to like three a.m. editing, and yeah. because it's a passion. Yeah, it's like a passion of mine. You know what I mean? So I can't have it be all just work. There's, I've got to do something that I'm passionate about yeah. or enjoy doing or else, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll fucking hate life. So, Hey man, content cre- being a content creator is n- no way a walk in the park it is extremely difficult and competitive, you know, and, and then the editing, it, it takes a lot of time and energy, you know, even if you're at your best and you're consistent, just, you know, it's like, you just got to, like, for pennies and then, and for then pennies. YouTube, YouTube is yeah for a penny. YouTube is is petty like that. I think Ariel mentioned this on the yeah. uh, when we when we had our dis- discussion on on uh, Island Uncut, I, where you know we were mentioning like the um the, the um, I, yeah go ahead the moving of the goalposts. So it right. used to be that like you you needed like um a certain number of subscribers to get monetized. First, they just let everyone monetize. Then they stopped that. It was like a thousand subscribers. And it's like, okay, it's not just a thousand subscribers. It's like a whole number of views that you need. And then they said, no, it's not just the subscribers and the whole number of views. Now it's a whole number of watch times that you need. And I'm 4,000 like, hours. Yeah. 4,000 hours. And then I'm like, stop moving these damn goalposts whenever the hell you want to move them. And then they can just create a rule that they just pull out of their ass. They don't even have to tell you and, and just, just ruin it. It's, it's like, okay, like we have like no bargaining power in any of this stuff. They can just string us along for whatever the hell they want without us even like giving any of our input. But that's not just for YouTube. That's just like the, the job work, the working world now in general, they can just throw something out of left field whenever the hell they feel like it. That yeah, man, just- exactly. It's just, it's, 
That's always doing we- something in left field. Always like adding stuff in just to like, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, like shorten the 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 uh, group or how have you say like hour or anything like that. hundred percent. I mean, weed we out the week or something like that. It's like just. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's also partially done to stop people from being able to game the system after so long, because there are a lot of people who write bots and create programs that just meet the requirements and then don't really pay attention to their content, but start getting paid by YouTube. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. It, it, it was it was interesting because when I first started it, I had no intention of making any money from it. And I said, if I got 500 subscribers, that'd be dope. And now it's what, what 4,000 subs- subscribers later, which I've had no, you know, intention of getting. I had no idea I was going to get that many subscribers, and actually hit the four thousand hours of watch time on the second month. So my channel did become monetized relatively early, but it's still pennies on the dollar. Re- re- honestly, unless you're like one of these huge YouTubers, um, you're not really made. It's not a sustainable income. Like I still have to work. I have a full time job. Like I manage my own store, but. Um, the real money on YouTube, which I've, I've come to realize is like via Patreon and like just your subscribers donating to you and other outlets, um, like that. But if it's, if you're just depending on just the, the ad revenue off of YouTube, it's, it's super inconsistent and they're super strict with demonetization and, and things along those lines. You, you speak on certain subjects, you're almost guaranteed to get demonetized, which now you're making no money. Oh, the um, other thing is like, uh, is like, uh, and I think you also mentioned this one, like nurse for Yang, nurse for humanity. Cause like, uh, um, there was like when, uh, Andrew Yang, like I believe most of your content is about Andrew Yang. And then when he like, like there was more, um, there was more like, uh, uh, audience, like, uh, uh, um, traffic coming in while he was while he was campaigning but then once he dropped out like all the all the viewership you know like just were definitely like uh for everybody lower. yeah for everybody so it's, it's like for russell like if you're not Padgett, like, um yeah if you're not like uh if you're not like uh uh like broadening like broadening your your uh your your content or whatever or yeah your your talking points and like uh yeah like you know trying to like improvise or whatever then it's like you barely get any any views you're lucky to, i think you mentioned like uh like a thousand on a, a thousand views on a good day or something like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah you if you hit the right topic at the right time you'll hit you know a, a thousand views um and you're like all right that's good but during yang's campaign when he was running and active um a thousand was small that was a man what did i do wrong on that video it didn't it didn't hit now if you get a thousand it's like all right there we go it's 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 actually quite interesting the dynamic but it kind of relates to like i'm sorry you cut off for a second i thought you stopped and then could you stop did i did i was gonna say but 2024 i'm sure it's gonna pick up for everybody again and you're probably gonna see new content creators who are just coming aboard the yang uh platform uh, start to rise up as well. I think we see kind of a similar pattern over on Twitter and such, like a lot of people who were trying to get engagement back during the uh, original run. Like engagement has dropped down a lot and it takes a lot more encouragement to keep people together and to keep people moving towards the goalposts that we have. And, you know, I think it takes mm-hmm. um, the most committed of us to do that. And in 2024, we'll need these people who have been, you know, fighting against the, uh, 
lack of energy to uh, pick the energy back up and bring it back to where we were. I mean, I was I was trying to like reach I was trying to like reach that level even while he while he was running, and it's like but I couldn't I couldn't like really gain much steam because of because of the, like the lack of energy I had and the situation that I'm in, and I'm like I'm I'm been definitely trying to like get up to that to that level that caliber with with my channel and stuff but it's just it hasn't it has been working so i mean i'm hoping that you know when that that year that come that year comes when there's a second shot or whatever then and he starts running again i'm like i'm hoping that um it, it takes off or something but it's like it's just it's, it's very uh um questionable right now it's like, and it's, it's just, it, yeah yeah like it's very very difficult and requires lots of energy I just, I just really like, um, I feel like I'm talking to family. I mean, it's, it's actually really relaxing when I record, I have some tea and I'll just talk to the camera and talk about, you know, great things that's going on or more than likely the bullshit that's going on. And, and honestly, in my head, I'm like, views be damned as long as, because time is something you can't get back. So if I get 500 views on a video, which is pretty much the average right now. If I get 500 views on a video um, and that's 500 people that took time out of their day to sit there and watch me babble, um, then that's, that's perfectly fine with me. And then on top of it to like the video and then, you know, engage in the comment section to me, that's, that's huge. That makes me want to still every day come home, record and edit. Um, and, and if you really think about it, 500 people is a lot of people. Like, I know we get, we look at these big, you know, YouTubers and we see the amount of people that watch their videos and, and the sub count, but 500 people is a lot. A lot of people can't even name 500 people that they know. So it's, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's something about it. Even if I made zero money off of it, I would still, I would still keep doing it. If you think about it, anything other than the uh, completely uh, dehumanized uh, metrics of like the marketplace and simple numbers, just there was a total arbitration. If you think it was like like you know five hundred like human beings, you can't name five hundred people. I can't, right? I, I can't. We'd be here an hour or more if I tried, right? Right. It's amazing. But and yet, true, and, yet and yet, and yet. We make like, a video like that, gets 500 views, we see it, and we're, like, bummed out. Like, oh, no, why? What right. did I do wrong? You know? What a world. What's kind of spoiled? <laughs> because if you go back and look at my videos from only a couple months ago, 15,000 views, 12,000 views, 13,000 views, um, and you go to the comment section, 800 comments. You know what I'm saying? So when that became the norm, when I go to my dashboard and that was the norm, and then you look at it now, you're like, the fuck? You know what I mean? But it just makes sense because of the time and the timing um that I was recording those videos that it just made sense. But that, you know, there is a huge disparity, but on top of that, um, YouTube has slowly been cracking down on content that it chooses to be superior. So, you know, the CNNs and the NSN, MSNBCs and the Fox news and even the late night talk shows, they get, um, more pushed to the recommended than my channel or a nerds for Yang or, uh, a secular talk or even a Ben Shapiro or whomever, um, they kind of get pushed to the side if you're an independent me news media. And then the mainstream media actually gets pushed. And this is from YouTube 
itself. They send us all letters. Um, they send us all, all to our emails. This is the second time. I covered it both times that it happened. So now it's even harder for independent media. It's harder for somebody like Izzy to gain the kind of notoriety and the subscribers he wants even just a year ago. And now it's even harder. So it's, it's, it's tough. I I don't want to, I do want to mention for, for instance, that there's a, this one, this one, uh, uh, this one, uh, YouTube channel. I know I believe it's called, uh, Hosh Hosh twins or now they're called conservative twins, but like, uh, back then, back then, like they had some pretty good content and they would like, you know, make some, funny you know comedic like uh uh videos or whatever but um and like they would they i mean if you're familiar with the videos they were like curse a lot and stuff but then then like youtube started demonetizing them because of that and they had to like create like a separate channel to like you know have their fans to like pay for their content and it it just like they they it was hard for them like bounce back and then all of a sudden they became these they became part of like the radical right or whatever, and I'm I'm just like it's 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 because of like YouTube just restricting everything and really like messing up their uh uh what what they what you know the the sort of uh content they put out there you know it's like for instance like even though they have you know like three digit uh thousands of followers um it's like it's not the same as because you know YouTube moving the goalposts and censoring everything and stuff. They just got herded into a corner that was not in line with what they started with by trying to create content they could still profit from, is what you're saying, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. They were comedic. They were really funny. They would talk about various topics. Nothing nothing real political, per se, but just various topics. Um, and they were pretty funny. And I think even they, though like, they were conservative, like, they, were, they, they didn't have politics. Even though they were conservative, they didn't have, like, politics in their videos back in the day. It was all, like... All the fun and a lot, you know, they did like uh, food reviews and stuff. And they, you know, I mean, it's like. like they, had to re- re-image, they, had, they had to re-image themselves. And, and to their credit, it worked. Yeah. Right. And, and, and <laughs> with Izzy, it's like sometimes like when you want to get like tons and tons of views, it's like you have to sell your dignity. And that's what makes like neoliberalism so disgusting and gross. It's like you can act like a moron or you could like run naked in the middle of the park and then that'll just like go viral and you'll be like set for life. I was just talking. There's a girl who acts like a dog and she gets $10,000 a month. Month. A but, month. Yeah. She's fully Let me just add. She's fully clothed. She gets mm-hmm. she makes 10, 10K a month. Uh, that, right. I mean, that it appeals to somebody. There's somebody right. that it appeals to. Yeah, but, so. but, but, but it's, it, why? It's, it sounds <laughs> it sounds rough, right? It, it's just see like, what I did then. Uh, <laughs> I, I get it. Rough. Got it. <laughs> got it. Like, it's like sell your dignity or like be out of a house and not be able to put food on your table. This is this is not a choice anyone should have to make. The system is fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So I got a question for you guys then. That since since we're on this subject of YouTube and its power and Twitter and its power. Do you think, because I'm honestly, I'm I'm undecided on this, and this is for everyone. Do you think platforms like YouTube and Twitter and Facebook should be government owned or no? No, I don't. I don't think we need that if we have a UBI. It, it should be and regular. I think the government, if it owns the platform, it's all too easy for the government to uh, censor the platform, isn't it? Right, not government. Very much so. I mean, like, I don't like corporations either. 
right. But, it's a tough. Uh, it's a tough choice. I don't know. Ooh. My opinion is this: for pretty much every product and every institution, there should always be a public option and the private options, so that they're competing with each other to create a product that, and whoever wins that war is who's mm-hmm. on top at that time. But if there's always a public mm-hmm. option, then there's always one that is, you know, um, the base that is. Uh, the standard for everyone. If everybody can get on that platform for free, perform for free, and it's regulated, then other platforms have to at least make those standards. Right. Just an it should be it should be like like share like 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 most content creators should be like the shareholders of it. So they mm. can, so decisions can't come from mm-hmm. up on high and they can just pull some random rule out of their ass or some random interface they want to use and just like shove it down everybody's throats it would be nice if there were a content creator owned platform an alternative to youtube but you know i don't think is it no mike it 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 would either get bought out like like a content creator union well, yeah, like yes, yes, like a co-op. But uh, you, you were you were saying, Ronnie, you get bought out. You're right because that's capitalism. That's not what happened. You'll get crushed. As what soon happened as with Instagram? Instagram was popping. Facebook's like, let me just grab that real quick. And yeah. then the the owners of Instagram, they were like, I I can't turn this money down. Yeah, right. they weren't going to turn that money down. It's they think they bought for like billions. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, the, the, the companies that can exist are juggernauts, and a- anyone else is just like but, a fly-by-night little scurrying rodent trying to... Yang Gang Roundtable makes on. an app. The app is popping. It's starting to get <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people, and they're like, oh, this is great. And Facebook comes knocking. They're like, look, we like this. We're going to buy it for... We'll buy it for... Slides you the paper. Cover a couple millions. Set for life. Your families are set. Actually, um, is a Yang Gang member on Twitter from from Twitter, Skeletor. He started um something called Fray Dot World. He's trying to get people involved in. The intention is once they hit critical mass of members to start paying users for their data, and it's kind of like a cross between Facebook and Twitter. It's kind of fun. You should you should check that out. Here's what I'm thinking. It's I'm like, seeing stuff like that. It's like if if they like like here's what I do. It's like if they tried to buy us out and give us like tons of money. I I'd, I'd like say okay, but then I'd I'd make like a secret message to all the people who like love us and say like, hey, we're starting something new. Drop them and co co write. That's what I think we should do to yeah. avoid the like. That's that's what we call it, like the Yankee Roundtable evolved, and then we're like, you can keep evolved. Like, we'll like go. We'll 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 let them keep that, and then and then we're like, come to the evolved one. So then they'll buy it out. But then no one's gonna care about it because we've we've made something better, and then like you know something like that. It it would be interesting. It would it be interesting. Here's an idea. All of our show into a Pokemon. But here's, Pokemon. here's how we could avoid the uh, the binary of like public owned, private owned. Maybe you know uh, we can avoid this by we can continue to allow companies to be privately owned, but we can create a new law. Where called like like the stakeholdership act, where if you're you're a stakeholder in a company, if you meet any one of these hundred criterium decided on by experts, and uh, so if you're like you know if you are a content creator and your the business you work with is a platform whose revenue comes from the content you create, you're a stakeholder. And then 
you know, uh, the some companies have to be structured so like 75% of their ownership is by stakeholders, people who actually have stake that's not just monetary in the company. So their monetary stake will match their real stake. That's that's what we should do, like a like a stakeholdership act. There we go. And uh, here's the thing: it's socialism, but don't tell anybody because if you don't tell people, they won't know, and they'll 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 know how great they'll just experience the benefit without freaking out about it. Yeah, I like my I like my medium rare. <laughs> is it is it delicious. our most delicious socialism? But it's just like the worst kind of socialism. Such a scary word to people. Right, exactly. The, no. Socialism is no, no, sprinkled no. all around them. Look, look at this. Hang on. Our corporations are already socialist when they got the bailouts. So, like, it's corporate socialism. The hell is capitalism when socialism comes in every time when the big people fail? We do have social. It's corporate just socialism. The- How do you have for the people, by the people, without a little touch of socialism? Because well, welfare is socialism. We have socialized losses and privatized gains. Our, our Congress. Yeah. And corporate CEOs are the biggest welfare kings and queens in the entire country. They they get the most welfare. So it's like you people are the biggest freaking socialists on the face of the earth. Where the hell do you get off? Like talking about like. Meanwhile, the, the we're exactly we're in the middle of a pandemic, and the people got paid twelve hundred dollars once. Right, and and, and, and what is it? What was it like? Once we're shut down for once. We were shut down for what? Three, four months. We're still and, and the feds bought out all those junk bonds. It's like yep. whatever happened to people suffering for the consequences of their stupidity. They say that pe- poor people are poor because they make bad decisions. Well, Wall Street made a big bad decision in 2008. Those toxic mortgages were all the bad decisions. So they made the bad decisions too. But since they already had the money to begin with, their bad decisions didn't affect them. Like we talk about the invisible hand of the market but where's the invisible foot of the market to kick the asses of the these jerks that's why i did a segment with richard wolf and it it some people not so fond of him but most people on the channel i am a huge fan of richard wolf i keep telling people here we got to get richard wolf on our show and they're like who is he he's just a wolf he's not in sheep's clothing I, I did a segment on him, um, and it was it was pretty well received. And he he speaks some truth about literally what we're in and and how companies view us and etc. He's a he's a incredibly smart guy, um, and he hits the nail on the head every single time. But I think Sanders, uh, speaking of the socialism, I think somebody was I forget who I was watching, but they said if if Sanders would have never said. He was doing was socialism. He would have performed even better because it's that word that scares so, everybody. Don't let people I mean, know the stakeholders act is socialism. There's a guy running in uh, Florida right now. His name is Adam Christensen. He's like 26 years old. I think he's running for Congress. And he just like like told a Trump supporter like, well, don't we just have like corporate socialism when we printed all that money for like the banks and CEOs? And and then Trump supporter like the, the wires came together and he's like, wait a minute, yeah. He's like, what? Huh? You know, like that's yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting how verbiage is. Do you remember when um when Obama was president in the before time? Um, people absolutely hated Obamacare. There was those people that said they hated Obamacare. And they're like, well, what about the Affordable Care Act? And told them what the Affordable Care Act did. And they're like, yeah, psh, give me that. I don't want that Obamacare shit. Give me the Affordable Care Act. They didn't yeah, even I, know. I remember that. 
You remember that? So it's all it's all verbiage, man. It's, it's all, all verbiage. Verb- well, that's why it's the freedom dividend and not UBI. So right, yeah, yeah. Yang said so. I think someone said. I think someone said. You know, oh, because UBI sounded like a uh, sounded like some sort of uh, uh, like a disease or something. Like oh, give me a UBI urinary tract disease. Yeah, right. So I just heard good news. If anybody's interested, yeah, let's hear it. Seems like one of the one fears we don't have to worry about is Ted Cruz on the Supreme Court. He has rejected Trump's offer. From uh, uh, current reports, so that's just a tiny Smart, like uh, smarmy Ted Cruz, smarmy Ted God. Cruz, smarmy. He's so smarmy. <laughs> he's really cruising for a bruising, isn't he? He's like out of a cartoon, <laughs> man. Cruising <laughs> for a bruising. Yeah, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz scared me. I remember it was when Trump when I was when Trump was running and Ted Cruz was in the race. He said something he was talking about bombing um overseas or whatever, and Ted Cruz said he wanted to see the sand glow. I was like, oh, like it was just when he said that, I was like, this dude, he just gives no fucks. He wants to see the sand glow. He was just so right. eager to bomb over there. He's so smarmy. He must be high. And and then and then Ted Cruz, like when we were talking about like a bailout for people, he's like, Oh, why not just give everybody like free lattes and stuff like that? It's like you idiot. Like that's not the same thing. We basically give all the free lattes to Congress and they just sit on their ass and do absolutely nothing to the for the people. So like just just don't. It's like it, it's so ridiculous. He he doesn't he doesn't know like like you know what pisses me off when people say like what what like let's have a fifteen dollar minimum wage and and then some some jerk is like why not make it a thousand dollar minimum wage per hour it's like okay then why not sell a piece of bread for like five hundred dollars because there's a happy medium somewhere in between there and you can't just like shout out all this hyperbole without doing any of the measurements you bonehead it's like disney villain he has zero um empathy for anyone else he uh i i I, 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 I dare them to say the same. I dare them to. I dare them to like have the same suggestion or ask the same question to like Milton Friedman. See how that. See see how see how that ages oh. out. It's like well, well, Milton Friedman talked about it like a negative income tax, which like was a UBI, but like none of the libertarians want to bring that up when you're talking about him. Oh, and then and right. it was like I was having this talk with a libertarian on Twitter. And then he's like, well, if we just give you me eye, then people are just going to sit down and play video games all day. Sounds like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ben Shapiro. But then I said, but then I tagged Charles Fossey and Kyle Christensen in my response. And I tagged. Is that his response? And then. I tagged uh, uh, this study in Iran about a basic income that showed that they actually worked more and studied more. And then I told him, you know what? Facts don't care about your feelings. And oh, yeah. Facts, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't respond after that. He didn't respond. Facts said, over feelings. Like the, fact, the, the, the data yeah. shows that people just don't sit down and do nothing when they're getting extra money, that they actually want to do more and they actually want to contribute more. 
And and so what what you want to live in your fantasy land that you just think people are not going to do, and then he didn't even have a response after that. I'm just I'm yeah, just always I'm amazed. Go ahead, Jerry. Sorry, I've just got done mowing my grass. The other topic of <laughs> of uh, libertarians, though, like I mean, like, there are so many different types of breeds and ideologies within the libertarian party. I mean, for example, like myself, Zach Sacker, and Elizabeth. We all consider ourselves libertarian. There was a huge, a huge group of people that consider themselves libertarian that support Yanger's campaign, even to this day. And the idea of UBI. I mean, a UBI at its core is a center-right libertarian idea. And mm-hmm. I'll find you in real life if you disagree. It's the best of all worlds. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the best yeah. of the left and it's the best of the right put into this forward thinking idea. I think we have people on both sides who are sick and tired of the gridlock. They're sick and tired of the childish behavior. They're just sick and tired of the bullshit. And they just want to come together and say, you know what? Like, let's just fix something. Let's just solve a problem. Let's not solutions like toddlers. You're looking at it from a solutions based um, perspective. Mm -hmm. UBI is basically poetry. It's like Mm -hmm. beautiful for solutions. It's it's step one. It's the foundation. It's it's the floor. Like you can't build anything if you don't have like a floor. It's it's like you 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 can't you know you know you you can't start drinking like. a uh, uh, mountain, not not like Red Bull. If you're like a, if if you haven't started drinking milk yet or something like that, you know, you know, it's it's something. I went straight to Red Bull, age of three. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's it's just like like you the the you thing that give you wings. Before, you know, yeah. It's step that's one, why I'm basically. so I'm so. If you watch my content, and I've eased actually, we give you wings. I was pretty hard on the people that gave Yang. Uh, shit! When he first started talking about UBI, that laughed at it and snarled at it. I'm still, in. I, I was really and I and I I've eased up a bit because it is possible for people to change their mind. I will concede that it is possible for that to happen, but I don't. I will never forget. I will never forget watching uh, the debates and seeing what people were saying in interviews. Like, oh, that's original, and and just like. Pfft, laughing at it who are now on that train um it is like like she said it's poetry it, I, well, I don't understand how it, you yeah, can be the, against the, thing, the, the ubi in some is, fashion is, you know you know why this has happened my, my friends is because like people have have, have like eh, like have gotten so polarized that anything that like is even like slightly to the left or to the right of them they go like oh no i'm so against it that's that's so bad and and we we have to like get away from that because because there's a reason why yang got the most amount of disaffected trump voters to come to his side because he said hey i understand what your problem is and and what pisses me off about the Democrats is they don't want to st- say we we understand what your problem is or we're trying to understand why you voted for Trump. They just want to pander to the people. They just want to judge. They just want to know. Yeah. You will get nowhere from right. just wanting to judge people without understanding why they make the decisions that they or make. they get voter shamed. Right. Exactly. 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 Right. It's like it's like you you instead of saying that this person sucks and the person that you like is like terrible. Tell me what you're offering. If you, Mm -hmm. if if you're not offering anything good or anything new and you're just like judging the decisions that I make, 
I don't want to listen to you. They're, they're narcissists. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. If anything, you're going to double down on your original feelings. Right. That, well, uh, yeah. which, and, and that's which is what I came across. Doing. Which is what I came across. That's why I did the video about it. It was just, it was, I, I mean, it was, I don't know if, I don't know if you saw, but it was ugly. It was, it got ugly on Twitter. And, and that's why I, I did the video, um, about it because I see it in, in real life situations as well, not on the interwebs. And, um, I'm all for the battle of ideas. I'm all for discussing, all right, let's talk about this person, that person. Let's weigh some pros and cons. And if you still feel how you feel at the end of the day, great. I'm not going to shame you for your right. vote. That's your choice. Now we're going <laughs> But he doesn't. I don't think he truly. But be- Rave Dubin truly believes in the battle of ideas. But, but, but what was that famous? He, he quote? doesn't like, know. A uh, uh, big big minds talk about I ideas. Was, I think I don't think Ryan was finished. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Ryan. You were talking about. Oh, no, I was the Einstein yeah. quote. Yeah, which is so, so, uh, like, so, like, so big, big minds think about big ideas. Minds talk about ideas yeah. like medium minds talk about events and small minds talk, talk about, about people. people. And Yang was coming in with that idea and all the small minds on the Democratic side were talking about Trump, who is a person. And they bought that's a lot still... of ad space to talk about it. And they just yeah, really drowned right. out the conversation right, they should have exactly. been having. And exactly. that's what it's... they always do. Well, that's that's because point. Trump you know, gets ratings. That's, that's why they, they talk about him and, a lot. And it helps Trump like, when they talk about right. him. Yeah. And it's to the point you're not allowed to talk about the bad attributes of any of the or Biden, let's just single Biden out. Um, I think there's Trump, solutions yeah. to ignore that right. and simply talk about it and go, "What are you going to do? do?" Right, it. exactly. How do you deal with like a bully who's threatening you? Ju- ju- just just because you don't like drinking pee doesn't mean you're going to like drinking battery acid. You know, right. like, <laughs> you know, like, Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, they both suck, but one is they both slightly suck. worse exactly. than the other. Like, <laughs> like, 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 you know, like drink battery acid because it's not pee. Drink pee because it's not battery acid. No, no, yeah, no, no. Can of no. Can I can I get light. Can somebody get me some orange juice? You know, what happened to that? It's like, you know, and, and we don't see it like that. Like Yang is basically like an energy drink, whereas like, Trump is disinfectant, drinking like Clorox, and Biden is just eating like, Thai pods. <laughs> Thai pod, yeah, exactly. It's 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 like it's like no 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 more of this. This sucks less. More of like yeah, I this think we got to stand up to the voter shamers. You know, if someone yeah, tries to yeah, voter yeah. shame, you stay calm and just treat them like they're being a child and be like, no, the system doesn't work. If we vote out of fear, we have to vote out of. Cut uh, us I, think, I think regardless of um. Regardless of who you're voting for, I think the most important thing to remember is that we're all individuals mm-hmm. and that none of these candidates are perfect. Not any one of them. The third party ones don't particularly inspire me either, like in a great way. They just don't have the leadership quality that like Yang had. Um, but that's that's the position we're in. And we're all making the best decision we can with the right. material we have from the perspective we've been you know, brought into our lives with. Right, that's right. who we are. Well, listen, I'm all for I'm I'm all for battle of ideas, but as long as you aren't acting like some freaking high schoolers and, and you know throwing like insults and cheap shots or whatever, and I mean, yeah, doing petty I mean, and like, shaming like, and smearing. It's like, come on, we can disagree, you know, in a civilized manner, you know, have a got, have yeah. a solid dialogue or whatever. The solution, I'm telling you, like for me, when they, I just, if, you know, if they start calling me names, if they start being outraged. 
That's Walk fine. Away. You just there's. You, do you ever watch wrestling? There's a term called no selling, right? It's where someone pretends to hit you and you don't wrestle back. You don't pretend they hit you. You don't, you, if someone's like, how dare you, you monster. You're like, oh, don't get mad. They called you a monster because you know, they're the person who's like, they're disturbed and they're disturbed by the media that's made to make them disturbed. They, you know, they're just responding to the propaganda. It's not that there's anything even wrong with them. It's totally normal. The world's bad. The world's fucked up. So it's like, all right, yeah, I know what's going on. You're affected, and that's why you're angry. But I'm not going to get angry because I know why you're angry. So I'm I'm done. Just 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 keep just let them exhaust themselves. Let them shame. Go okay because they have no power unless you work for them, and we we don't. If you do, I don't know. Uh, keep it up. Be like yeah yeah. This boom Biden Biden hooray. You know whatever. Uh, and other than that, just be like no, you're wrong, and I don't care. And you're not affecting me. You're not even affecting me. And then just let them tie themselves out. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, you go ahead. I'll follow up after you. Okay, I was just going to say it's okay to call bait bait. Um, When somebody is trying to make you angry, it's okay to point out, hey, I'm not arguing that, and uh, you're trying to lead this conversation, and I'm not, you know, I don't give consent to that. You can, you can, yeah. Yeah, I just. And I I don't mind engaging because I'm just gonna troll them back harder. When they, I mean, when I you have enable behavior, when when you have when you when you have people and and think I don't, I don't know some of you might have saw it when you have people, you know, shaming who I consider uh, an OG Yang Gang Russell from Grassroots Yang Gang who literally traveled um, step by step by step state by state with Andrew Yang. Intimately knows Andrew Yang, I'd say, is a friend of Andrew. He played with his son and et cetera, et cetera. Telling Russell, this is what you need to do um, because this is what Andrew Yang's doing. And, and telling Russell, Andrew Yang's philosophy, who he knows inside and out, right? Um, wake up. You know, you're an idiot. You, you're F this. You're stupid. And then, and then they were uh, piling up on him and expecting yeah, that. You, you don't do that. That's that's just to change his mind. Like, you're right. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. First of all, Russell was a conservative, right? He never claimed himself to be a Democrat. Right? He said he was a Yangocrat. And now that Yang's not running, a lot of the conservative Yang gang are not just going to vote for Joe Biden. Trump or for Yang is not just going to vote for Joe Biden. Like that's mm-hmm. not happening. Right. Uh, Russell from grassroots. Isn't just going to vote for Joe Biden. I'm not that's voting not for either one. This is like, <laughs> yeah, like you got to Come on. Like, like let's wake up. These were Republicans. And the only reason they even came to the Dem side was for Andrew Yang and his policies. And now yeah. he's not running. And then the Democrats that are running aren't embracing his policies at all. But he's supposed to vote. He's supposed to vote. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So entitled. Um, the entitlement so of these people is revealed. When they're like, if you ever, ever once endorsed any Democrat, you're ours for life. And if you don't, exactly. Like, shame on you. How dare you? You're one of the bads. It. You know, it's like, get out, get out of here, you dummy. So entitled. I voted green in 2016. Anytime somebody told me that I was helping Donald Trump win, I was more devoted to the idea of making the Green Party blossom than ever. It was a moment of anger, and we've got a lot of anger right now going around. And the harder you push somebody, the angrier you are to people, the more that negativity negativity <laughs> feeds. I got the same shit when I voted for Jill Stein. Yeah. That uh, negativity reads on social media three times more than positive stuff. 
So every time we get involved in some stupid fight, we are creating a new monster that we have to then fight back. It's just, and and this was, let me be clear, this was Yang Gang, or, you know, whoever, there's no, you don't have to fill out a form to be Yang Gang. This was Yang Gang getting on Russell, and I'm like, all right, if you have no idea who I am, fine. You know, I'm, I'm dust in the wind. But you're killing yourself, and you have no earthly idea who he is at all. And you're, it was just, it was like you, like the entitlement. The it was, it was really bad. And so I could have not engaged, but I decided to to engage and cut a swath. To it's embarrassing. It's like how dare they it's really have a blue hat and act that way? It's like oh, humanity I first. Think, huh? uh, yeah, yeah. I think humanity first is going to go out. Jeremy, I don't know if your audio is working, bro. Oh, test test. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Yeah, it's, it's a little. I'm sorry, but like, yes, I can hear what you're saying. Uh, I didn't say uh, uh, the you can't hear Jeremy at all. Like, I see his things glowing, but I can't hear him. All right. Anybody, I can hear what he says. I can hear him. Take can see him glowing. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. I'll repeat what you asked to Ronnie. Okay. Yes, <laughs> please. Necessary. Yeah. Sure, no, I think yeah. The monster yeah. that's brewing in this country right now, I, I, like you know, the uh, the unspoken elephant in the room. Is that whoever wins in November? My God, I hope they win in a landslide because the uh, the level of violence to sweep the nation, if it's close or disputed, is going to be something that we haven't seen since the eighteen hundreds. Right, did you catch that? No, I, it's I didn't I'll, hear anything. I'll, 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 I'll uh, <clears throat> so Jeremy is asking, uh, what do you think of the possibility of uh, in the case of a tight contested election? Um, Violence escalating uh, at, at a scale we've not seen since the Civil War. Real, real uh, escalation in the order of magnitude of civil unrest we're experiencing. Do you think that's a realistic possibility? And do you think that could be avoided by like a landslide outcome rather than a tight race? I I, th- I think at this point we need a a, a landslide outcome yeah. um, because I was talking to an older lady. When I say older, I mean she was like in her sixties, right? And um. He was asking me, do you vote? Like, do you vote? Are you going to vote? Just randomly, sporadically. So I started talking to her about politics. And uh, I said, you know, there's a slight chance Trump could win. And she lost it. Now, this is an uh, older 60-some-odd lady. She's like, I just, I, w- I will not take. She slammed her fist on the, <laughs> on the counter. People right now are so, I don't know if I, I want to say emotional, not passionate, because there's a difference. People are so emotional right now. With what's going on um, yeah, like, in politics, I think there will be the people will have a reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see three potential outcomes there. If I could just, just respond to this real quick, please. Um, we got like a potential. So, like, okay, during a Trump presidency, that's an acutely bad time. I would have a bad four years, but I would be looking forward to what comes next because there's an opportunity there. There's still a power vacuum. We could get Yang, mm-hmm. we can get real progress. Uh, now in a tight race where the country country falls apart, that's that's but perhaps an even worse time than Trump. Uh, uh, that that's real harrowing, life changing stuff. But mm-hmm. I've got whatever comes next to look forward to. You know that kind of instability probably won't last forever. Uh, and then maybe maybe then we can get something other than conservatism and neoliberalism, this duopoly. Uh, and the third option though, 
nice landslide for Biden, stable Biden presidency, okay? That's just about as bad for me as, as Trump. I, I've got no chance to make it in that economy. I've got no way I'm ever going to like have a, a quality of life where I own a home or, get or sick. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 and it's stable. So I've got nothing to look forward to if Biden's president, because in four years, we're going to get Harris and then Buttigieg, and they've got the lock in. It's neoliberalism for 50 years. So I don't think that's what I want, <laughs> you know? I think the main goal right now is to get the right people in Congress because they're the ones who have the final say and create the bills and stuff. Because here's where we're at, okay? We have these all these these cases of, like, civil unrest. The economy is in this shit. California is literally on fire. And, you know, and climate, climate change is, is going crazy. And, um, we're, and we're divided. And we're not getting any sort of compensation or what whatnot. And also, there are more lives being lost and wasted. Ev- evictions are happening, and, and um, like not enough, not enough support or whatever. It's like it's like we shouldn't even be like this. We're supposed to be like a first world country or the greatest or whatever. Whereas you have cultures like the French or and other places throughout the world that are, they have little, they have less resources than us, and yet they still manage to like keep themselves afloat and keep them keep themselves organized and stuff whereas we're the ones in a in an absolute mess i don't know what's going on with us like i don't know i I was watching the the chiefs uh the chiefs play a couple days ago and the nfl surprisingly who was not so much on it like the nba have started embracing a bit more like um unity and black lives matter-esque um situations and things like that a lot more than they have before which was surprising and so right now what they're doing is let's stand in unity right let's let's unify which is not a bad message unity right and so they were standing in unity and the entire stadium booed right and so i'm just like you, we can't even do something as simple as stand in unity without some sort of backlash. Right. And if if the wrong person gets in, and that's relative to who you know the, we consider the wrong person, who the wrong person is, I think there's going to be a lot of unrest and protesting and calling bullshit and it's marching. Yeah, and, and automation is coming, and we're heading to the Great Depression. This like, is is. Every, it's like it's like the, what happened in like when Morpheus like showed Neo like the the desert or whatever. I feel like that's that's going to be the outcome, you know, but, sooner than later. But remember what Yang said: there's two ways to have a rev- revolution can happen. Either we undergo it or we get in front of it. And as the Yang gang, we were trying our best to get in front of these things, but I like to call the mainstream media like the reality distortion machine didn't want anybody to hear our voice that's the thing it's like how do we get more people such as ourselves more exposure so we can cool down the heads you know because all these people's heads are like on fire and yang was like the only one that could kind of like put the fire out and help people to like think clearly and and we have that Uh, Like, we know that there shouldn't be this war. We know how to get people to get along. But the problem is, is that we need more exposure. We need more people to know about us. They don't even know about us. Yeah, and that's... No, 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 go. You're the guest. You're the guest. Priority one. (laughs) Thank you. I was... Well, that's why when when Yang, you know, 
started being like doing commentary for CNN, I wasn't wasn't too taken aback because I'm like, okay, as long as he stays Andrew Yang, <laughs> um, I have no problem with him getting his face out there out there more. I have no problem with him doing you know back and forth with I'm gonna call her Helene because that's always what I know her by uh, Dreyfus from um, Seinfeld and just interacting interacting with Dave Chappelle and other celebrities. The more he can get his face out there. Um, the better, as long as he remains Andrew Yang and for his policies and and remains the same person he's always been. I, I have no problem with him. Yeah, um, build getting bridges. Up. As long build as he bridges. keeps up in the people, yeah, it's like whatever. And he's done so much after. First of all, let's let's all think about the fact that he got farther than Kamala Harris, and he, he's not the VP. That's that's interesting in itself. That's a travesty. He got farther than her. But he wasn't considered for VP. Um, Tulsi killed Kamala back in the debate. So <laughs> I think you can confidently say that was a decision based on wanting to have a female vice president. Yeah, female of color. He literally vice. said, "I'm picking a woman" before he decided who he was picking. So it's not like he had Kamala in mind in the first place. He just knew right. he wanted a woman on the ticket. Which, which I can see how that is something major for a lot of people um for a lot of boys girls young women women of color etc um you cut he definitely cut a lot of people off at the knees by saying well this is what it's going to be no matter what i don't care what your qualifications are how far you got or how you did um he's done so much more even after he stopped running he's given away a ton of money um and have helped a ton of people out and has worked with other cities um, to start implementing like UBI esque um, programs in there that goes relatively unnoticed in the media. But I think he is building himself up. So by 2024, people will know who the hell Andrew Yang is. It's, it's like it's like what that guy Dan Price did for his for his uh, employees, like at his company. You know, giving you know, like he he took a pay cut and gave his employees like more money and stuff because you know he valued their their work and all that stuff you know it's like so that's what Andrew Yang's been doing you know for the the entire nation and it's like i i, I wish I, I hope that could become a major trend because that that well, UBI can definitely help you know. yeah, well, well, whether he whether he's market now that's that's a thing that i think is one of your points there like he has to be in the public like consciousness like if somebody mm. says Andrew Yang, yeah. you can't ever be. Oh, who? Right, so right. Yeah, yeah. He's such a wonderful soul that even if he never becomes president, as long as his policies reach the finish line, that's what matters. Like with all right. the people yeah. running for local office under his banner. He's a very humble guy. Very humble. And, um, and like I said, when I met him, I fully expected it to be like a, hey, how you doing? Tap on the shoulder. Keep it pushing. I fucking hung out. And I'm like, this guy is in, can be the fucking next president of the United States. And he's just chilling. Um, this guy can be my roommate. It's like us normies. And I'm like, this is this is insanity. Very, very humble. I almost wanted to be like, do you know who you are, sir? But um, I don't feel like I would have. And I, I mean, it's, I could be talking. This could be completely untrue, but I feel like I wouldn't have gotten that experience 
with any of the other candidates running. Like, I don't feel like Klobuchar would have been like, let's fucking hang out. That's the lack of humility. With yeah. with our with our system, we we have like super narcissists and super clout chasers who just want to be in office with with mm. with no humility at all, and it's all about pumping up their ego and pumping up their brand, and their name, and everything like that. And those are the opposite kinds of people that we need mm. to be doing this work. Yep, I hundred I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. So. <sighs> And look, I don't know who everyone's voting for, but um, I think it's going to be incredibly close. I think yeah. it's going to be incredibly. I think there's a lot of people that are afraid to speak out about who they want to vote for for fear of getting voter shamed. Um, and I, the reason I think this is because when I dropped that video, the amount of outpour and outreach. Uh, in the comment section and just to my inbox in general was massive about people saying like, this is, this has been happening to me. This happens to me all the time. And so I'm like, man, the amount of people that must be like on the fence about somebody and then spoke out about something they didn't like about one of the candidates and was attacked by it. Um, kind of pushed them over to the other side. I think it's going to be incredibly close. And if Trump loses on that, if Trump is on the losing end, I think he, I do think he's going to try to contest it. He's going to say it's fake and do over and a whole bunch of other bullshit. Yeah, I think as a, especially if Trump contests the election, I think. No, he, Jeremy's uh, talking, but I can't hear him. So you guys got to tell me what he's okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll translate. I don't mind translating. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, so I think uh, you know, if Trump contests the election. <laughs> <laughs> if Trump contests the election, I think the, uh, there's a decent possibility of where we will see, uh, well, and that's not even a decent possibility. The the like the, the Cal Exit um, uh, movement, which really gained a lot of steam last year and a little bit earlier on this year, you're going to see people like, like if Trump contests the election, we're saying, "Hey, fuck you guys, we're still going to be the fifth largest economy in the world. We actually don't need you." And that you will see a huge secessionist movement grow within the uh, on the West Coast. Whether or not it takes off or not, that's the big picture or the big question, rather. Yeah, things will definitely, definitely escalate, you know, if, whether he he wins, wins or loses. Um, and also, like, he's he's a reality TV star. He gets, he oh, does. Izzy, like, Izzy, hold on, Izzy, what did he say? What what did he say? <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much, you, yeah, Jamie was pretty much saying that, um, like, if, if Trump loses, like, he, he'll, he'll just say, I don't care if we, uh, if we, uh, if, if we lost or whatever, like, we're still the best or, and, and it's like, you know, um. And then he's gonna keep me silent or whatever, and that he's probably just going to keep riling up his up his base and all that. And I mean, like you know, on both sides, that's that's how it is. And and like you know, and the issue is there's not enough people like us who who are trying to you know come together to solve the problems of today and tomorrow. He also mentioned a secessionist movement might rise up um, from all of that from California Uh, specifically. Yeah. He said that, that uh, you know there was he was concerned that Trump might uh, contest a close election and that might result in a Cal exit scenario that a Cal exit has been gaining some steam. Haven't heard too much about that myself. I don't know. What do you think, Ronnie? I do think if it's really close, he'll contest it. Uh, I, I'm almost 100 percent sure that if it's really close, if it's not a blowout, that he'll contest it. And at one point, and I remember talking to Trumper Freeing about it. Um, Biden was up average. 
10 to 12 points. I was like, oh, Trump's getting obliterated. Because I said, even if the polls are slightly off, let's say Biden's up by seven points, that's a huge lead. And then within like a month's time, Biden was only up by three points, which is what Hillary was up by, um, which is within the margin of error. And I don't know exactly what happened to make that drop happen. But um, if it stays at like a three-point average kind of deal, and we're really close to, to voting time, to election time, um, it's going to be close. It, it's, hey, Ron, I, I got a feeling, man, that if this voter shaming comes up, Trump might win again. You know, so this like they, you really got to stop like shaming people for their votes because like it, 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 it can have a huge backfire, and it's also just just wrong. It's just disrespectful. And it's, no, absolutely. It's it's everybody's. It's Faye's choice. It's, it's Jeremy's choice. It's Izzy's choice. I I can give you the information. I can give you my ideas. I can give you my opinions. I can throw in facts. What you do with it is completely up to you. I feel it is the politician's job to earn your vote. And if they haven't done it, far be it for me to be like, wake up, you're an idiot. You do what you feel is going to be best for you. And that's, that's just, that's where it ends. That's how I'm not going to shame anybody else for how the, whether it's a Trump voter, a Biden voter, if you feel you can hold your nose and vote for Biden. Sure. If you feel you're done with uh, the democratic corruption and that it's never going to stop and you want to go to the Trump side for the orange man, if you want to, that's up to you. If you want to vote for third party, that's up to you. If you want to write in gang, that's up to you. Like, it's your choice at the end of the day. And I can't believe people, the hubris of people um, getting on other people. Like you're going to school Russell about Andrew Yang. Like this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Our choice, our freedom, you know, it's like, this isn't, this isn't like Korea or whatever. It's like you, you have the freedom to, to choose, make whatever decision yeah. you want. And acting pacifist and um, out of concern of the vulnerable, I just hope that whichever path we go on is the best outcome for humanity. Because my biggest fear is violence coming to people who really can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. That's my concern. People who are incapable. Oh, that basically wraps up the idea there, and I've got a call coming in, so I'm going to. Trump. Trump's well, like, did, I, hear, I, hear you're, I hear you're talking about me, Songbird, and let me just tell you, I'm going to win by a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got this number. It's gonna be I, know, I know when anybody's talking about me. <laughs> it's going to be a huge landslide, wonderful landslide. It's going to have my, my name on it as well. <laughs> he could have his name on it. Is it? Nah, this is what will have his name on it, and it will affect the election. The October surprise will be another $1,200 check with the president's name on it. Again, but and if that might change things, I don't know. You could have easily, like, when when the pandemic hit, right, and then they were talking about you know Congress trying to pass this money for people. He could have been, he could have easily. I could see Trump have been like, you know, I'm going to look out for the people because this is ridiculous. He could, he would have blamed it on China. He'd be like, look what China did. Look what they did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look out for the people. You're all getting money. Don't worry. I'm a very wealthy guy. You all are gonna get money. He could have <laughs> easily said that. And not even called it uh, a UBI or called it whatever, and gave people money every month and just bragged about the shit. And the Democrats, I remember when, buddy, I but but I don't take his money because he's bad. He could have easily. I remember that one. uh, 
I remember in one press conference with, when Trump, when uh, the reporter was asking, like, so when are the people going to get the, the stimulus check? He said, you're going to get it very soon, very soon, very, very soon. I said, like, okay, when is very soon? And he said, I want to go bigger than, than what the Democrats are proposing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I could have, right. in an alternate reality, I could have yeah. easily yeah. seen him giving more. The Democrats said 12, there's cheapos. I'm giving yeah. you 15 for at least four months, and then we'll come back things. and talk I'm he telling you, that's the October surprise, though. It's coming. He's going to be like, guess what? The Democrats don't love you, but I love you. $2,500 from Daddy Trump. You're going to vote for me again. I know you are. You know? Daddy Trump. He's gonna, Daddy it's going to be. It's a very beautiful check. You know, it's going to be a very beautiful check. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's why he's waiting so long. Like, Where's the Brian Trump say? going to be seven thousand dollars every mayor it doesn't matter money's fake especially to donald trump he can i can do anything you can, i can't i can't do it like can do anything <laughs> see <laughs> yeah. it's I'm, I, I'm just, trump, I, I can't but i think that congress will like try to rein him in and such so i'll try i'll like, try but down and then yeah. we'll go down further is an embarrassment, man. what we got now or the same well this i mean i mean it's not it's not likely Oh, but There's random we, specs of populism, though. Like, like, we're, we're, like, like, do you guys manage like twelve hundred in stimulus and six hundred dollar boost to unemployment? But, but why was it twelve hundred and why was it six hundred? Every different state has like a different cost of living. Food, yes. rent costs differently. Yeah. Utilities well, or costs are different. But, the, but they just especially in places like, I, I I like California and New York. But but then it's like he just pulled they just and then and then our government just pulls these numbers out of their asses without any explanation. I think they did a well, no, they didn't pull that six hundred out. Twelve hundred. I think they did a breakdown of the twelve hundred as to why um, they did the twelve hundred. But I don't want to. I, I don't remember exactly what the twelve what the breakdown was. But they came to that number for a reason. I feel like Jeremy's about to tell us, and I can okay. hear you now randomly. Okay. Right. Hey. hey. So uh, well, I, I really can't speak to the twelve hundred. But the 600, well, so the way it was originally drafted was people were not supposed to get 600 on top of their original state unemployment claim. It was supposed to be 600 total. And the reason they came to that 600 total uh, was because that's, that equates to $15 minimum wage, right? So the way it, you were supposed to get it was you would cap out max 600 bucks because, hey, we say this is actually, this should be like the standard of living, 15 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week. And then, well, it turns out the legislation was uh, a little wonky, and uh, you can, and lo and behold, yeah, we got it on top of your state unemployment, mm. which I mean helped a lot of people out. Yeah. Um, oh and- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disparaging it. It was great. I yeah. mean, that's you know that's what kept our economy juiced when it was taken. Yeah, exactly. It was just accidentally it was, great. It was accidentally yeah. great. Um, yeah. And there was and there was a restaurant owner. Um, I don't think I, I don't know if I did the segment. I did do a segment on it where in her state, you know, they opened back up and they had to go back to work and her staff, um, were, they were collecting unemployment and she let her staff stay on unemployment and not come back and ran the restaurant herself because she said she couldn't even come close to paying her staff what they were making um on the unemployment and she'd rather them get that than come back to work and make shit 
Yeah. Well, that's the indictment of just the system that we have. That's mm-hmm. not an indictment of how much more unemployment was. That's an indictment is that we're not getting paid what we're worth. Precisely. <laughs> and she understood that. And I, right, was, right. I applauded her for it. Um, cause that was, that was dope of her. She didn't have to do that. Cause technically in a lot of States, when you were called back to work, if you refused, um, they would take you off, off of unemployment, but she out, she didn't report them. Um, she right. let them do what they did. And, and but, that was dope. Of her. But, but that's the stupidity of unemployment. It's like, mm-hmm. like you, 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 it, it goes away when you tr- want to improve your life. That's, that's, that's the whole reason it's, it's like the welfare punishes you for wanting to improve your life. That's, that's the stupidest thing on the entire, on the entire planet. (laughs) I think it also goes to show that people, people will take the money over healthcare when given the option too. because if you're on unemployment, well, you're no longer getting your uh, employee provided healthcare. So at, at yeah, the, you know, the, yeah. the uh, you know, Medicare for, uh, you know, Medicare for Medicare through your employer versus UBI. Mm-hmm. Just like Dave Chappelle said, people take the money every time. Yep. They do. It's, 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 it's true. But, and, and that's sad because. Where, where do you, where do you visit more? Your doctor or your grocery store? Grocery Come store. On. Exactly. But let, right. but let me, let me mention something. So I, um, this was like four or five years ago. I had to go to the hospital and I had to stay in the emergency room for a week and some change. Um, and I, I'm a manager. I have the top tier healthcare you can get in my company. And at the end of it all, uh, I still owe $15,000 and this is with healthcare. I have insurance. Um, and so even when people take, even when people do take the healthcare, it's, it's still riddled with fucking problems. And if you don't pay off that $15,000, um, it's going to affect your credit, which is going to affect you in other circumstances of life, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some people obviously have medical bankruptcy and stuff like that, but it's, that's just ridiculous that I pay a lump sum out of my check every month. They take it. They make sure they take it. I haven't seen a check yet where they haven't taken it. And, uh, I still oh, I had to pay $15,000, um, at the end of it all. It was just ridiculous. Who has 15K? Who, like, what average American just has 15K on hand? Most people don't even have $400 for an emergency. Yeah, it's absolutely necessary that we. Un- un- unless you're I living mean, with family or something like that's that. That's probably pocket right. change for like Nancy Pelosi and Mitch. Well, right. Pocket change. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had $15,000 in my life. Ever. But Ariel, what you were saying about uh, family, that's really dependent on the size of your support network, too, though. Like, it shouldn't be dependent on the size of your support network. There are people who have left their family for very good reasons behind, or whose family turned their backs on them, or who just have the misfortune of, you know, like being orphaned from their family. So you can't, like, depend on a support network. Yeah, for sure. You're, You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, so, a, it's a fucked up society we have where I mean, you can have you, you can never have 15,000 on hand, but you can definitely have 15,000 in debt. I wish all of us could take like a four or eight week vacation. Like, <laughs> And mind you, so I, I, I was sick. I didn't know what the hell was wrong. I was sick. I was having flashes. I was like about to pass out and shit like that. I was sick. And so I'm in a hospital bed 
sweating and trying to figure out what's going on with me. And then they come in, carting something, and they're like, so yeah, let's let's take your insurance. I'm like, you're fucking blurry right now, and you're coming in talking to me. Nobody like it's just it's a ridiculous system. You're you're coming in asking yeah. for insurance information, and I I feel like I'm fucking dying. Um, it, it's that's why yes, people will take the money every time, but healthcare is so important. It's so important. I just I feel like it gets overlooked quite a bit. Yeah, it is important. I mean, the other thing I do want to I also have a story myself. Um, I used to take uh, this. Uh, I also have hypothyroid. I used to take this medicine. This I, I was prescribed this like this medication called uh, um, hypothyroid, like um, synthroid or something like that. Um, and at the time, like my father was, he was working at CPS, you know, Chicago Public Schools, and that was covering the the, the insurance. And it was my endocrinologist that gave me that prescription. And while I was and I believe like months later, like while I was taking it, and this is like close to my my me finishing uh college or whatever, all of a sudden like my father got laid off or lost his job and stuff, and then we had to like he had me switch to like a the family plan or whatever, but then like um I couldn't I couldn't like uh get my because uh, 'cause I'm I'm just taking these because like they're the only ones that are like uh keeping my body in check and like help me lose weight and you know kind of helped me with the moves but it's like it's, it's like I'm, I'm like i was like that on and off it but like it was the only thing that was like you know that keep keep me uh well rounded out while i was in school but then he lost his job and then um then i i could no longer get him from like well pick him up for walgreens because then without the the health insurance um it would be extremely costly and then and you know when i when they had me switch over to like the family plan or whatever um my endocrinologist wasn't covered. So I had to like, so I had to like get all of my medication, or whatever from my primary doctor. And she was, she wanted me to reach, she wanted to reduce it. And I'm like, no, I need, I need, you know, I need, I need a higher doses because that's the only time it works. That's, that's what the endocrinologist, my endocrinologist gave me, but she's like, she's like, no, I just, I want you to take another, I want you to starve yourself to take another blood test so I can like give you a lower doses or whatever. And I mean, you know, it's like, but anyways, it's like um yeah, if, if I had better health insurance, um yeah, most certainly like, like I could easily get that make I would probably still be on it and I'll probably won't you know, probably would help me get through all this stuff. But but nowadays when I tried to get back on it, I it's like I, I just couldn't I just couldn't bounce back. It's just things just actually got worse. Um so it's like I mean if yeah, if there was better health insurance, um yeah, most certainly I would still be on it and I wouldn't be having this this issue happened like out of nowhere. I, so I think when Andrew was running and, and some people gave me shit for it, but I, I always, I'd present, I'd rather give you guys the ugly truth as opposed to a beautiful lie. I felt that was one of the issues he needed the biggest boost on and he needed to patch up the most um, was healthcare. Um, and, and people asked me, you know, what do you, if he would have focused on, because people were saying he wasn't doing what he should have done with African-Americans. He wasn't doing as well as um, they had hoped he would do with African-Americans. The people that's that's really clear what sort of health care he was fighting for. I mean, he might, it might have, might have been his go-to issue, but it's like, I mean, he did like clearly mention multiple times, like, 
you know the sort of system he's looking at, and most importantly, trying to reduce the prices prices of prescriptions and many other things. You know, and um, but then it it sounded like people were it's like they didn't hear him, and they just kept asking him like. We're gonna do about Medicare for all. We're gonna do about Medicare that, for all. That's one of the he, biggest he didn't issues. Have the aspects, he's like, oh, so you don't support Medicare? I'm like, what? Well, that's, just- well, listen, that's one of the issues he had is because, and I, I walked around to random people on the street, and I said, and I asked them, when you think of Medicare for all, what do you, who do you think of? And almost everybody said Bernie Sanders. You thought of Medicare for all during the when when. Sanders was running when Warren was running. Everybody thought Medicare for all was tied to Sanders. That was his. That was his thing. Now I'm not saying he's the first person to come up with Medicare for all. I'm not saying he owned it. That's just what people associated the verbiage Medicare for all with. It was Bernie Sanders, right? So when it's pretty sad because it's like there's many versions, and like his his version is not all that great either. It's like there are better versions out there, but. You know, that's neither here. That that's neither like, here nor that's neither here nor there. Because to the average, right. Susan, Susan, know nothing, and Johnny, everybody, they tied Medicare for all to Sanders. So when Yang was yep. saying he supports Medicare for all, and then I'm not saying what his ideas were bad. I'm just saying when he said Medicare for all, they immediately tied it to Sanders. As like a matter of fact, yep. all the politicians, in some way, fashion, shape, or form had to skew their health care in a Medicare for all-esque manner, right? They all had something for all. Even Tulsi had something for all. Kamala had something for all. Like, they all had their own Medicare for all version. But they didn't, right? give, but they didn't give Tulsi shit for it. They were like, when she said Medicare, they were like, ooh, yes, yes, we're on her side. But when Andrew Tulsi was safe, he's like, no, he, he didn't like, for it. Tulsi got shit for it. I think what Ryan's getting at is that Yang... He literally ran on Medicare for all when, in fact, it was not Bernie Sanders' Medicare for all. Like exactly. Peter Judge, he ran on yeah, he uh, he ran on Medicare for all. Who wants it? Right? Wants it? Yeah. I think Tulsi exactly. Gabbard was a uh, like uh, was Medicare for kind of a branding <laughs> yeah. problem. Yeah. I think is the idea it, here. It, it was a huge branding problem. And if you look at the comment section during that time, in my videos, there were a lot of Sanders supporters because he went on Dr. Oz. I covered that. He went on a couple different shows and they would ask him, so what about Medicare for all? And he'd kind of give like a, a vague answer, right? And we have to be able to critique our if we can't critique these people that we love and vote for, then we're not being honest with ourselves. So one of my critique was he needs to change the verbiage, not that he has to change his policy or his ideas, but he needs to change the verbiage. Even in some of his ads, it said Medicare for all the Sanders supporters would see that they'd see what Yang stood for. They'd come to my comment section and they'd be like, He's not for Medicare for all. He's a fraud. Mm-hmm. And it was, at least you, at least you were, at least you were nice about it. You weren't like you know Tim Black and and he may he may how how they act react to it. it's like my God. Tim Black like, doesn't, listen, doesn't like, like me. again. He's a humble guy, and if he doesn't know anything, especially like with the especially yeah, like with like policy. Like Tim Black's not a fan. But that's one of the things he 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 needed, and he did eventually. It, I know it trickled down uh, to him, no pun intended, because he eventually turned, changed it to universal health care. You just saw like a shift. He just stopped saying Medicare for all. And he changed it to universal health care. Even in his ads, it said universal health care, which was smart. But a lot, I think a lot of the damage had been done because, uh, remember, originally, Yang was garnering a lot of Sanders supporters. 
I originally was a Sanders supporter and I went to, to Andrew Yang. Um, and they thought that's one of the things he was actually to the left on Bernie on a lot of issues on, on drugs and, and how to handle an illegalization of drugs. He was legalizing weed. Yeah. Marijuana. Yeah. Weed and other drugs. He was to the left of Bernie, um, on a lot of issues and a lot of Sanders supporters went to him, but that Medicare for all definitely, uh, affected him in a negative way. And I just saw it in real time when it was happening. I think Oh, Pete. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> like, people are going to need uh, a lot of help with their uh, uh, medical condition if they're in poverty. So mm-hmm. UBI kind of solves that problem in a direct way. It's like you're not, like, stressed out out of your wit's end and you're not eating unhealthy food and you're not using coping mechanisms like smoking and drinking so that is kind of like UBI is kind of like a Medicare in and of itself to get you out of this stressful uh, uh, state and the state of having malnutrition. Anyway, that's just my two cents. I mean, a thousand dollars. Oh, from a constructive criticism point, because you were saying about um, constructive criticism, basically, that uh, I think that one of the big problems with Yang and the Medicare for all. Uh, situation there was that he was more of the economy wonk and he was still developing his knowledge and breadth on it while trying to make a plan so that kind of is of mm-hmm. course going to leave you with several iterations until you find the right one that actually expresses what you wanted to express and I think that since he was catching fire while trying to cr- um, craft that policy it really suffered for being like Something that wasn't already there, already developed and thought through. Great. And right. and I, I at this time, hey, I think you know, given the like I would say probably genius level intellect that Yang had, if Yang wasn't on board with the Medicare for all policy, there was a good reason for it, right? Like there was a reason why he wasn't on board with the Bernie Sanders version Medicare for all. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think whatever those reasonings were were uh, probably valid. And would explain why he never adopted it as a, a core policy of his. No, I I agree, and I think. Listen, I, I don't think Medicare for All Bernie's iteration would have happened. I think, I think he was aiming high and expecting to hit somewhere in the, in the middle tier. Public option, I, I'm not sure, but you know, even the most avid Sanders supporters had to had to have come to some realization that Sanders' version of Medicare for All was even left was even more left than. The countries that already have a Medicare for all esque system, right? So I don't think it would have happened the way he wanted it to. He was aiming high and hoping to get, uh, you know, something in the middle. I don't. This is just my thoughts. He didn't say this, um, but yeah, I was. I was being a smart guy, and I was whatever he was advocating for. I was. I felt like he knew what he was doing, or he he didn't just pull it out of his ass. You know what I mean? He he no doubt he thought about it. Um, Ronnie? To some degree. Yes, Faye. Sorry to pop in at the last minute here, but I I wanted to um, join in right. I wanted to chime in on this Medicare for All issue that I had with Andrew Yang. Um, I linked in the live stream chat um, an article by um, Washington Post where they, you know, put all the different candidates during the Democratic primary, uh, put their positions in different areas, you know. Uh, did they support Medicare for all? Did they support it with a 
option? Do they whatever? And this is the way that Americans think about it, you know, based on how the the news analyzes it, the way that Americans, you know, learn to think about things. The the real problem with messaging that Andrew had, I think, is that he can't just come out and say Taiwan. And if he was going to be supportive of any any um policy in Medicare for all space or universal health, it should be um, from a native understanding of how Taiwan works because his parents are there <laughs> enjoying the universal health system right now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's like almost nobody who's from Taiwan, we're just so proud of it that it's probably one of the most unifying things in the divisive politics in Taiwan. And so um, we have equally divisive politics. You know, do we join China eventually? Do we push away China as quickly as we can and become independent. There's, these are very, very big, heavy issues. For, but, you know, nobody dislikes the universal health. You know, the doctors love it. The, um, the people love it. Uh, and so this is something that, that I think would be in the back of his mind, but he couldn't just come out and say that. And so it was very difficult for him to message it to Americans using, you know, this other mindset of, well, let's look at, take a look at what are the actors, right? And actually work on those problems one at a time until we get to a place where we're all ready and in consensus we'll jump into the, you know, total universal health. So like he would say, Well, I'm for I'm for Medicare for all, but um I'm not for forcing people, right? But um the way that Americans think of things is like we have four years. <laughs> in this four years we've got to get everything done. We everything as far as fast as we can. Right? And yeah. then maybe for the next four years we get pushed back again. We we never think about it like let's take a gradual process, right? And just do uh you know, talk to every single person that needs to be at the table, find out what are each of the little solutions that we need first. Step one, then step two, then step three. Now, how complicated that is to explain that to the American people. Well, <laughs> we especially don't, we don't have a way to say that. A, especially when you're in the middle of a of a race, when you have other people around you also throwing out their ideas and you know their thoughts and so i'm sure if we gave andrew yang just like uh a platform and said stand up there we can listen to him and we give him two hours we'd be like this guy fucking knows what he's talking about but he would get drowned out by everyone else throwing their ideas so he couldn't break it down the way you just explained it um yeah. because as soon as he said i'm for medicare for all but they're gonna be like all right what do you have to say Oh, okay, Pete. That's great. I like what Pete's saying. So yeah, it was like it was thirty seconds, and they wouldn't let let him speak. And also, it's, it's like, so. yeah, it was tough. It but was even tough, when but he could speak, agree. he couldn't come out. He couldn't come out and say Taiwan. He couldn't come out and say these other countries. Like Bernie Sanders could say that because when he says it, people don't just jump. Aren't going to jump on him and say, "Oh, and so you're actually, you know, a foreigner, <laughs> right?" He doesn't have that problem. Except Canada, uh, and then that's like that doesn't work. Cause it's like you know, I mean, unless you're talking about the French as far as Canada, but if you refer to like the English, and you you just literally you're having to like wait 24 hours just to see a doctor. So a lot of people, you know, if you if you mention that, like, uh, well, the, at least the sensible ones would be like, yeah, they rather just stick with America to like you know, they don't have to like go over to America just to get um just to get seen or whatever. And, you know, even even if they have to pay. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, that's a that's a fair um, criticism. Saying like, hey, he could have said Taiwan. He could have like referenced, you know, Australia. No, he can't. Australia. He he can't. I mean, you start talking Taiwan immediately. Everybody, oh, so you're actually Chinese, 
and we're going right. to do a, some sort of oh, yeah, yeah. style. No, no, yeah, I, I, I get mean, that, that, but no, it's, it's all, uh, right on the racism. Yeah, on the uh, on the on the Yanker President uh, subreddit, the argument was always he's modeling it after Australia, as where Australia is a, a place where you have a public option, and you still have private insurance, and that was the argument that was always at the top. But that's, or even that's Germany. A real argument. But the real uh, argument is not um, is not about public option or no public option. It's about everybody coming to a consensus, and you can't do that in like four years. You know, some legislators talk about it by themselves without right. everybody's participation. And in Taiwan, it took at least fifteen years to evolve the system that we love, and that's because they took it very gradually. They did one step at a time. You know, and so if you do like every step all at once, of course people are unhappy. Everybody jumps on the website at the same time; it crashes. Immediately, just like simple things, you, you know, go. just think All about right. any little thing that can go wrong. It goes wrong, and everybody goes nuts. That's the problem. We can't yes. we can't do things that are this big so quickly, right? Yeah, but the problem is we kind of have to at the same time with the way the U.S. does its elections and uh, with the gridlock in Congress. So, well, it's, it's culture uh, clash. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, oh, it's a problematic situation when you don't have. Uh, like all the resources you need, including time. Time is a resource to make something happen the way that it should. So but how you do you got to be precise? You can't right. rush these things, you know, because right. you're putting America on the operating table. If you if you make one mishap, one mistake, you're going to just screw it all up, even worse. So it's like that's that's the main thing. Like, and then so when it came down to like who I support, like I'm going to go with the guy who did his homework, which was. Andrew Yang, even though he was weak on Medicare for all, so like he he did his homework on other stuff, and he talked to the the, the right experts and all that. Like that's why I was like, hey, you know, let's listen to this guy. Like he he's he's the real deal, you know. And like it didn't, it didn't matter if he if if he just like if he wasn't like strong on Medicare for all or uh, foreign policy. Is like it's like he uh, he had he had very various other strengths that that could definitely help this this. This economy, this this country, and it's like you know that's why I was so sold on it. And he like he put his money where his mouth is. So yeah, it's like so the whole strong versus weak, right? That's yeah, strong well, well, versus I, I, well, weak is another like American way of thinking about things that well, perhaps. that is not necessarily accurate as to yep. what what we need to do here. I mean, is it time to strong arm the American public and pharmaceutical companies in a certain yes. way, or is it time yes. to no, actually? It's, it's time you know, to strong arm. When I when I can when I can go to a pharmacy, they're charging me out the ass, and then go across the border. And I think Sanders brought a whole bunch of people across the border, and it's a third of the price of what I pay here. Sometimes not any. That's a problem. And I'm all for incrementalism in the right situations, but if there are people dying, if people are are having to skip days of medicine. Um, because they can't afford the next batch or what have you of, you know, name, whatever life, you yeah. know, right. medicine, altering medicines, then now we're paying with people's livelihoods. So when we go to those people, right. And we say, look, this is going to take some time. We got to, we got to do it incrementally. We got to sit down at the table and talk to people and it's just, just hang out, just be okay. They're like, I could fucking die. What are you talking about? Hang out, change the shit now. And that's what happened with a lot of Sanders supporters. When he was like, we need to change this. We need to change it now. Revolution. That's why they let so many people jumped on. Now I'm not saying the incrementalism is necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of people did not want to hear that. If I can, if I can jump in and say the, the biggest reason 
like people are not on board with just like throwing our current healthcare system overboard. Or, well, especially probably why Yang didn't want to do it either is that if you're going to abolish private healthcare altogether, you're putting three million people on the street. That's how right. many people that, that, right. that, that that's how many people are employed by the private healthcare industry. Three million people. Oh, you're talking about the job uh, factor of it. Yes, correct. They're, they're yeah. real people. It's not just pharmaceutical company. Pharmaceutical companies are made up industry that that supports people as well not i mean we kind of think of it as just this corporate you know with nothing in it but it, it employs people right so um it's going to be painful for the entire nation to change quickly yeah and so the, great, like, the thing about just, yang, you know the one thing about mm. andrew yang is his optimism it's it's an incredible optimism that a lot of people don't yeah, share yeah. right now. But he's but he has this optimism that he knows if we do the right things, people are going to come along and people are going to say, this is great. We're going to continue with it. So that's why you can leave the option open. If you leave the option open, we're just going to outcompete them. We're going to do the we're going to do it so much better. Right. Nobody's going to want to go out and pay for extra insurance when they don't need it. That's what's going on in Taiwan. You don't need that extra insurance, but you can buy some. If you really want to buy some, you can. And most people don't need it. They just, they just, that industry just slowly went away. You know, so you just, you just uh, outcompete them using the governmental space, right? Well, Yang, and Yang we, basically sees the green code in the matrix. That's Yang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, and, well, and, I, Yang is Morpheus, and I'm Neil. <laughs> I wanted to uh, let everyone know that we're headed 10 minutes uh, to our two hour mark. Do you guys want to do any, um, you know, closeouts and putting, making sure that everybody knows how to find you and all that? Well, um, just Shale, when we talked about Good Dollar, did it pick any of that up or no? Oh, that was not on our Twitch stream and it may not be up here in the podcast. Do you want to talk a little bit about okay um, for our audio yeah. podcast? So, yeah. So, Ronnie, before you came on, we were talking about Good Dollar and that's basically a uh, cryptocurrency uh, basic income that I think that it already is, or they're working on converting it into real money. So it's like Yang's kind of vision with like being created through cryptocurrency. So if anybody wants to check out Good Dollar, it's like we can create this parallel economy. They actually give you like one Good Dollar a day where you can do anything you want with it, and it's a worldwide thing. Let me let me ask you. Let me just stop you real quick. Okay, so the dollar, and you're trying to make like an alternate currency, like so similar to Bitcoin. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, similar. Okay. Able to, yeah. Are you able to see the live stream chat? If you uh, if you are able to, you can uh, actually find the link there and click on it and find out more. I'm afraid to click something so, and then you guys can't hear me anymore. Yeah, right. That's true. Okay. Okay. Let me tell yeah. you. Okay. Then let me tell you something. Share it, I found share it interesting. In the screen, uh, if you can, Faye, like the way you do it. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, I have an interesting thing that I discovered exploring this website, which is that it's uh, they're, you know, tracking how many people claimed this, uh, this good dollar so far, right? And there's a certain number in the United States. But. Taiwan has an even greater number. I found that really interesting. Huh. So, yeah. yes. Here, here now. I, I'm wondering why that is. If it gets yeah. too big, didn't the government with uh, Bitcoin, what was it, the, the Silk Road, um, 
Didn't they shut that? They shut that shit down at one point. Whenever somebody tries to do something like an alternate form of currency and it starts looking real well, the government's like, "You're gonna shut that down," especially when it's like untraceable and stuff like that. Is that is it like Bitcoin? Well, I don't know how big it's gotten, but uh, but this is like an international thing, and like I don't I don't know how you can like shut cyberspace down. Outlaw, like uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of like. I, I, I don't know. Like they, they would they would really have no reason. I mean, the, sure the they thing would. if it, it became like, an alternative, like a viable alternative to the dollar, and it allowed people yeah. to like subvert or sidestep a lot of the corruption that the the dollar sort of entangles people in, then the people who have a people an interest were... in continuing that corruption would shut down the alternate currency immediately. They'd be like, okay, if you own a wallet for this currency, you're going to go to prison. Well, if you bit, trade it, you're going to go to prison twice. Out. You know, they, well, they I'd say, regardless, well, make them work to shut right. these people down by by uh, helping them out whenever they rise up. Like if if, well, if it's just more busy work for them, at least it's some sort of punishment for well, you know. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, do it anyway, not, and you know, hope they, yeah, I was just they, wondering they how, didn't, how big uh, it would do. Yeah. I was wondering they how big didn't it was shut down. Well, the Bitcoin it got humongous, and it hasn't been shut down. So no, 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 no. I I don't mean it was shut down, but they seized a ton of it because people were people were buying houses with Bitcoin. People were buying cars. People. We're doing all sorts of nefarious things with Bitcoin. And so the government at one point did interfere and they, they seized a ton of money and the um, Bitcoin had fluctuated at, at one point it was worth, I forget how much it was like an incredible amount. And then it had dropped uh, once the government interfered, not saying that's going to happen to this or anything. I was just wondering how big this had already gotten. And I think face said it's already international. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because uh, they had a sudden adoption spike after 9-11. So in these last few days this weekend, mm. they're having oh. spikes. So there must be they're, – they're gearing up and uh, there's more, Wait, so, there's so, more so information. Good, good, doll, good dollar was there until 9-11? No, I'm just saying uh, this particular weekend, just oh. right now, these last – these last few oh, days, oh, yeah. Not, Maybe oh, because okay. the basic income march is coming. I go back to 2001. Think back right? to the actual 9-11 incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think back. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay, okay. But they have a spike. Like, right right now, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, these guys were thinking about UBI all the way in cryptocurrency in 2001. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it did say that they had started this in 2008, based on my exploration right. so far. So, it's so, been, oh, like, over... Sixteen years. It's it's been over. Yeah, has it? No, like 10, 12 years. It's been twelve years. Not longer we than have I... to have the creators of this currency on. Yes, I absolutely agree. Please, whoever does making contacts and does good at it, please do that. Please. <laughs> but well, but I, I already sent an email in case you're like, wondering. The name of the <laughs> thing is like good dollars, so that means the yeah. other dollars are bad dollars. I, I want to hear what Ronnie has to say while we have him. About what per se the good dollar? I think it sounds. I don't know. You, you started saying something and I cut you off because it was because of the delay. I don't know what you were going to say. But, uh. No, no, no. I I think that's. Like, I should have opened think, it in Chrome. Um, Songbird was saying work well, and everybody was saying support it. I I'd support that for sure, one hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. can have a Ooh. parallel economy and uh, people That'll can be nice. finally be like pe- people. People are like, and and also face that it takes a picture of your face to 
to make sure that you're not a bot so people can't go on creating like multiple accounts with like the same faces and stuff it actually opens up your camera whether you're in front of your computer uh... or phone, like sees, sees your face yeah so 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 that's so 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 then it's like okay so we get one good dollar every day so it's like every day our life has an intrinsic value in and of itself that hopefully like we can exchange for a little something with the people who are on this platform. There you go. We should uh, we should start doing in-show okay. advertisements, but only take payment in form of good dollar. Oh, oh we can. I believe we can. Yeah, so right. I, I'm going to share my screen again because I put this uh, on Chrome. It only really works on, you know, it doesn't didn't work on my, but once you get in, you've actually signed up to, to start receiving good dollars. You can see this dashboard which tells you more about what's going on. Uh, it actually, so that's how I found out that there's been spikes since September 5th. Uh, suddenly a lot more users. They have over 3,000 users, uh, and it is international. A lot of people in the United States, 28,000 claimed. All right, but then I, I, I was checking on Taiwan, and it's just 50,000. <laughs> and I'm wondering if it's Jeez. because of this adoption. Very impressive, yeah. I wonder if it's because people in Taiwan easily adopt um, they're not afraid oh, of the surveillance. Can I order some cool goods from Taiwan using good dollar once we start raking the ad dollars? Well, it looks like mm -hmm. something's been happening, some sort of media blitz since, uh, you know, oh. September 5th of this oh, month. Shit, maybe I mean, this so is really going to happen. Let's get on maybe, the ground Maybe floor. in a year, good yeah. Dollar billionaires. Yes, and let's get them. so rich and so ethical. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Whoa, we've got uh, some accounts. Top 10 accounts already have 860,000. Let's have so them on the really show for a right. fee. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> to see like, like what, what, what they bought with it or what they're using it for. If it's, just like, if it's just like a scoreboard in an arcade game, then that's not that great. It's like, oh, mm. high score. It's like, okay, what are you going to use your high score on? Nothing. It's like, yeah, you got the high score, but you're just bragging about it. But if you, you're not using it, you know, so so I'm I'm interested to see like what what did you exchange these good dollars for, and how did you exchange it, and then we can really get into something. But if it's just like, oh, it's just a number on a screen, then I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the whole Yang Yang starts taking good dollars. We can have our own currency. I, maybe we should do that. <laughs> you know, that's kind of empowering to have your own currency. That's a it's an interesting maybe possibility. Start one of those one or two people who tried to start those up during uh, the run, but I don't think they ever took off. Took off. Yeah, yeah. Yang bucks, right? But I mean, yeah, this is more universal yeah. appeal. Like maybe because, the Yang Yang can adopt this currency that that, that, that can also chain, extend beyond uh, the Yang Yang. Right. If it uses that blockchain a ledger that I keep hearing about, that's like so. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Ubiquitous. You know, I can't imagine yeah. a cryptocurrency in 2020 would use yeah anything like, like that. So so that method. means it can't be screwed with. Like it can't be hacked or taken over right. or something like that. So that's the good news. Absolutely. Well, the blockchain means you can see where the money has come from. That's you can see every transaction that money has ever had. It's right now digitally stored in it. So yeah. And the interesting thing about, uh, in terms of Taiwan adopting it faster, I think it's partly because they're so comfortable with cell phone technology and that the cell phones uh, being made right now, HTC is a Taiwanese corporation that has bridged uh, the United States and Europe with China in order to create these, um, you know, Apple phones and Android phones. HTC was the first to create the Android phone. 
And so um, they're work- they're moving the Bitcoin phone space. So their phones are going to be automatic from now on. And so I wonder if just the fact that they're so so comfortable with cryptocurrency and phones that they them to faster. Seriously, what the Some hell is the first like Android all Asian countries? All these Asian countries like blowing the United States out of the water when it comes to technology. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Really. It's like not even close. It's not even close. It's not even close. They destroy us every single time. I remember the HTC I mean, Evo when it Europe came out. Europe has the rails. Yeah, it's, this this oh, country yeah. is so behind. It's like we're it's like we're living in the freaking dark ages. Disgusting. What was the thing about the HTC Evo? Like the further you are from the cities, the worse technology reaching you gets. I don't. We don't have like Ubers where I'm at. We don't have any of the food delivery things. Like my Walmart doesn't deliver food to the house, so. Like pandemic times are forcibly interacting with people the further out you go. Sorry, I remember when I I used when I worked I worked for Radio Shack at one point. I was a manager at Radio Shack, and they were talking about we were sitting there in a meeting and we we're talking about all the stuff that's happening overseas at the time that was going to come out and eventually come to America. And what they were talking about, and this was years because years and years and years ago because Radio Shack went out of business. Quite a long time ago. And um, it was like the fridges that would order the food for you. So like when you put the food in the fridge, it would scan it. When you're running low, it would order it. Um, kind of Peapod from Stop the Shop-esque. But it was like a lot of the stuff that Google and, and Amazon uh, does now. Years ago overseas, they were already on the money with that shit. And we were just like, hopefully we'll get that soon. I'm just like, what? This is crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, we've been behind the curve since the 80s, pretty much. (laughs) We're almost uh, kind of technology-phobic here because we're terrified of violations of our our rights in some ways. But um, um, how do you you claim so many of them? (laughs) How do you claim on the good dollar, the one dollar, whatever? Well, I I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's kind of interesting. And I wanted to let, um, I want to find out if, uh, Ronnie, how would you like to be credited here? Do you want to give anybody your, um, some, some way to contact you or maybe your YouTube brand or go ahead and put that in for you. Yeah. Uh, just, if you type on YouTube, read my lips, news and politics, I suggest (laughs) you can put read my lips, but if you put read my lips, news and politics, it's much easier. Um, because if you just put read my lips, George Bush is going to pop up often. Um, (laughs) so read my lips, news and politics. Um, my Twitter, would you like to, yeah. Uh, at the real B serious. That's T H E R E A L B C E R E U S. That's same with my IG. Um, my Facebook is Ronnie B serious Hicks. And, um, yeah, just just check check me out um, on YouTube. That's that's my go to. I mean, add me on Twitter too. Those are what I'm on the most: YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, not so much, IG, not so much. Uh, but I have all those. Thanks for coming on. You were all right. Thank guest. you. Really, uh, oh, no problem, guys. Thanks, thanks for having really me. Enjoy your YouTube. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry for the delay and the camera uh, screw up. I don't know. We're all yeah. I don't, we're all real relaxed here. We had a good time. I thought I was tech savvy, and my Logitech was like, "You thought." 
I couldn't get <laughs> Discord to stream through OBS for like six months because I was using hardware video acceleration. I don't know why the screen was black. I was just like, mm. with six months of that for some six months. I don't know. I Googled it Crazy. incorrectly. Googled it incorrectly. I don't know. I mean, how else do you explain this this long running failure to troubleshoot? Just every time I Googled it, I would run out of patience. Like, all right, it's impossible. <laughs> Eventually, I don't know how what happened. I just found the right article and I I powered through and I, I checked the right box in the settings and now here we are. <laughs> but I don't know why it took me six months. That's on me, six right? Months. I don't know. Incrementalism. <laughs> it's fine. Incrementalism, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that incre- it's like only one action took. There was one increment. It just took six months to increment. <laughs> I, I checked. I, it didn't like work a little bit in the interim. <laughs> right, right. No, I got anyway, you. Anyway, that's just semantics. <laughs> hey guys, we gotta we gotta do this again. Oh. We gotta do this more often. Um, yeah. and just see how see how everyone's doing during this this twenty twenty year. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, and I'm happy Shale, everyone's doing okay. Are we, Shale, Are we still going to Jackbox this weekend? Because if you are, I'm just going to keep inviting people. Yeah, on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturdays, I'm going to keep doing it seven to nine. So yeah, please come and then, out. Do you, do you ever play games, like uh, Ronnie? What like a Ronnie? Do you ever play any games? Yeah, like a gamer or like you talking about Uno? You talking about party games? games? Sure, video games. Both. Pictionary. That's- I don't know. <laughs> You know the Jackbox uh, game. You know just, Jackbox. No, I'm not. People from, know I'm Jackbox. Not no, I. All right. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. Box? Everybody I meet in my real life knows the Jackbox games. I don't. I guess I don't meet a lot of people in my real life. Just I'm on a figment the, of you know, your imagination. <laughs> That's right. All you figments got to know about Jackbox. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, party games. It's like kind of like Mad Libs, you know, like that's type of game. You're filling some language and then you get what you get and it's funny and people vote on it. But it's like, you know, uh, instead of the Mad Libs, the, the example I always go to is Madverse City, which is my favorite of like the, the games where you get uh, two like giant rapping robots the size of like skyscrapers and you're given two incomplete couplets and you got to complete them. And then the robot will perform, and then the whole party who's watching the TV votes, and the winner wins. And you know, it's it's for parties. It's also good it's play like on whole, dreams with people. Yeah, it's a whole different way of you know just getting to know people and their personalities by having these a little game interaction together. So, and it has sort of this uh, you know like family feud sort of <laughs> or some kind of you know like uh, yeah, aspect to it where you're, we're live streaming and we. Yeah, that does sound. That does so, sound. Um, yeah. yeah, come by sometime on a week on a weekend evening if you're not, you know, and come uh, hang out with us. Yeah, if you get in the uh, the Twitter DMs, we'll remind you. Usually it's Sundays. Usually I'm I'm free Sundays. That's usually what it Maybe is. Maybe we'll do a Sunday one. One of the days. Special edition. Sundays, everybody's tired. Yeah, um, probably call it here, right? Almost like getting on towards seven, so. <laughs> thanks you, thank thanks yeah. you, thanks you for coming, and spending over two hours here. Those, but, but like this is what fun. I love. Like, like there's, there's, it's, it's like I kind of like don't like the idea of like a Yang Gang cool kids table where it's like the bigger influencers are like up there and like the smaller ones are like down here. So then, like, like hopefully Paget invites you, and then that'll open up the doors to like more of us who have been like kind of like I don't, I don't know. That did like yeah. that, like has more ideas and stuff like that. There is, there is, admittedly, 
kind of a hierarchy in a sense. I'm not sure how it was, how it became that way. Um, but I definitely noticed that, and I didn't know how I felt about it. But um, I, I'm willing to, to talk to any fucking body. Like I'm just me. I'm just I'm in my beard is great. That's about it. Um, <laughs> that's about it. But I I, I did notice, especially in the early stages. But um, I'm going to mention you guys to Paget. I'm like Paget, you should really go on there. There's a lot of intellectual people on Aww. there. And, they, they play a lot of they play a lot of games. <laughs> I like to have well, we're trying to, to um, as on almost. like I I met Paget in uh, real life when we had like the first like Yang Yang meetups because she lives in LA and I live in LA yeah. and we talked and something like that. But then when when okay. it's like and then and then it's like we move further and further apart when all this like publicity comes into play and all these like subscribers and views and all that stuff and that's not cool but uh anyway yeah i i met her i met her in my dream not just kidding all right is we're all going to show up that day there's gonna be like 20 people trying to talk to pageant so we well if we do it let's do it guys just no sense. Well, during my interview, I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you know, guys, know the date of the interview because she DM'd me yesterday. So I'm gonna let you guys know the date of the interview. Everybody, go on there, and I'm gonna be like, you need to talk to all these people. You need to go on their Yang Gang roundtable. Hey, and also the topic of conversation. Okay. And, and <laughs> also <laughs> possibly possibly going its land uncut. Just put it out there. Just it's... Oh, come. <laughs> the thing about um. The thing about our uh, our uh, twi- our Jackbox games is that we're trying to find ways to socialize where it's not always about talking about politics. Because sometimes lately, because of, you know, Yang having dropped out, it's gotten a little divisive among our own groups. And it'd be nice if we can hang together. Yeah, just mm-hmm. not a lot of yeah. We'll do a Sunday one of these days. Okay. Get you to hang out with us. Yeah. So, uh, All right. Yeah. All right, guys. So shall we sign off, everyone? Sign off. Yeah. Starting is such sweet sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so go first. Yeah. Would you like to give your uh, your um, sign off? Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter. No longer Ariel's Armada. It's uh, twitter.com slash Ariel's Ariel's. So that's A-R-I-E-L-S. A-E-R-I-A-L-S. I do drone photos. I love flying those things. And youtube.com slash revolutionary thinking. And I have an Ariel's Ariel's YouTube page as well. Yeah, I've never used a drone before. <laughs> I'm so, so jealous. Yeah. I love Izzy, the name. You I've used it I crashed it. Who, me? Uh, I was calling Izzy. See, Izzy. Oh, yeah, yeah my, um, my Twitter handle is uh, Izzy Bolden, I Z Z Y B O L D E N. I'm also on YouTube at Izzyland uh, YT, and you know, and and you know, I have a podcast going at Izzyland Uncut. So it's like, if you want to come on, definitely give me a DM on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm also like my my handle on Instagram is the same as the Twitter one. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm that simple. So yeah. How about you, Mia? Are you ready? Okey I am Mia Songbird on Twitter. M E A. And then Songbird, like you would, you know, spell Songbird. 
And I am also Mia Songbird on Frey.World. If you're sensing a pattern, there is one. And uh, I do co-hosting on Tuesdays and Fridays for Humanity Hangs, where uh, volunteers from Humanity Forward meet up with groups and we uh, have conversations, sometimes about Yang, sometimes about other stuff. Sometimes it's light, sometimes it's heavy. It's just a nice conversation with people you know you're probably going to get along with because they got a blue cap on. So I love you all and you have a great night. Uh, not always, but uh, I digress. Thank you, Mono, are you here? Oh, no, I think, I think he's just Komodo's here for podcasting. Also, Avatar um, is in the background. Cool. Just we're working out Pictures something on the side. Kind of here. Well, you don't need to put me in the episode. Is, is, yeah, may I say your picture is amazing. You look like you're about to go Super Saiyan. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks. Whose <laughs> picture? You haven't, you haven't even seen his oh, final yeah. form. Moto. <laughs> I haven't seen Moto's final oh, form. Oh, Moto. Yeah, yeah. He's idle. He's just, he created their search engine as our, our search engine optimization button. I think he's actually, like, I hear him in the other room because we live together. And he's definitely not attending to this chat. He's definitely on a different conversation. <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, also, yeah. that's the interesting thing is I podcast with Moto. But over over Jackbox games, there's bonding. <laughs> All right, that's different. Mm-hmm. Then you get to know someone a it's little a lot different. Of fun. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll start inviting some guests to Jackbox. That's a great idea. But who hasn't? Who I hasn't? wanted to. Uh, I want to plug one thing today, which is the the basic income march. And all the attending events, there's 40 of them all around the world. And there might be one close enough to you that you can get to. It's coming up this coming Saturday, I believe. And I think that's uh, the 19th. Um, the 19th of September is the basic income march. I will be at the uh, the car parade in Dallas. So uh, hope hope to see you participating at one of these wonderful events uh, and supporting universal basic income. If one comes near me, I'll definitely be there. For sure. Where are you I'll, located? I'll, I'll be there in spirit. Connecticut. Stupid out in Connecticut? In okay. Now, the way you find out how to... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put it put it in the live stream chat later. Where about how to Canada? find an event near you. West Hartford. Okay. You're not too, too far from us. Where are you guys at? Uh, uh, Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley New, York. Uh, New York. Middletown. Oh, not yeah, not New York City, but close. Yeah, it's not too far from Hartford. Cool. I uh, mm-hmm. used to watch a YouTuber, oh, I think, from Hartford named Dame Drops. Stop! If you know him. It's you know just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause, pause, pause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to get a pair, right? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Dame Drops is a food critic. Yeah. I knew Dame Drops. Hold on, I knew Dame Drops. Did you? Before his channel. What? Hold on. Stop. Yes. Yeah, I knew Dame Drops, right? That's my beard. I'm friends with Dame Drops. Okay. Oh, explains your beard. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so Dame Drops, uh, I think he worked at a car place before. And then Walmart. Um, he worked at Walmart too, but it, like the last job was like a car place. Yeah, I guess you would know better. Um, I'm just going by his videos. You're in the place. So. <laughs> and so he's like, channel took off food reviews and what have you. But oh, bang, so he's a friend of mine. So yeah. at the time I told him, now this is way later on. He bought his first house off of YouTube money, etc. So I tell him, Hey, I want to start a YouTube channel. This is this is this is gonna be crazy. And he goes, Hey man. <laughs> 
it's just a title. It's a title I always wanted to use, but I never used it. So I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what your channel is going to be about, but you should call it Read My Lips. No fucking way. If <laughs> you not. your channel. Oh, the idea to use my no read my yep. That's fantastic. Now, Andy's <laughs> done stuff with Martha Stewart and all this stuff. So he's been yes. gone. He hasn't been in Connecticut for a couple months. I think he's on his way. That sucks. Okay. He's Here's the thing, though. He has yeah. no idea that my channel has gotten to where it is or that I even started it. Wow. Well, so when he comes up, back, when he comes back, I'm gonna be like, "Dang, take a look at this." He's gonna be <laughs> floored because at the time he told me to use read my lips. I okay, I, I had no idea I was gonna do a political channel or anything like that. And then, like months and months later, I eventually used read my lips. Um, and so when he comes back to Connecticut, it's gonna be quite interesting uh, to see, like, hey, I, yeah, small, small world, right? Ronnie, so what we're gonna do, right? So it's not like in the back of my mind. I didn't think you knew him, but like that was like one percent. I was like, I'm just gonna mention Hartford because not that big. You're both YouTube guys, about the same age. Maybe you know each other. He's he's well, a big I, name. It's like I didn't I didn't know that about you. I'm a man. I'm well, older actually, but yeah, I'm a manager of it's a store called DXL, right? It's yeah. essentially big and tall Excuse clothing. Yeah, okay, yeah, I oh, know DXL. Yeah. Yes. Dame Drops is a big and tall big guy. So he would come in He's six all five. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he would come in all the time and that's how yeah. we established uh, a friendship. And at the time I had no, I wasn't doing YouTube or anything. He was. And then obviously months later I started the YouTube channel. Yang was running. So he has no idea that it, it's gotten to where it is. Um, that's amazing. But he will. Yeah, small world. All right, this is small. what we gotta do. Then you show, show run, you show him, you show him. You'd be like, hey, we gotta go go to Middletown where I am. It's not too far. We go to this place called Mix and Mac. They got good macaroni and cheese. We like a three way video. Talk about Andrew Yang. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been trying to get him to so, go to this place for years. He's a good dude. He's a, so he's there a good are dude. three different locations that are possibly close to you. One is the New York City one. That's at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and it's a bike. Per- then there's Wood- Woodstock 20 Guaranteed Basic and Virtual March, which is uh, Woodstock, New York. And then there's mm-hmm. the Boston Basic Income March, which is at Boston Commons. Woodstock, so, probably the one closest to me. Maybe all right. I'll, I'll have to go to – so it's a virtual march? That's not safe. That's a virtual march. All right. That's the one for me. <laughs> oh, so that's the one where you, you make art. You, ma- you make your own art and you parade right. it through virtually. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to uh, – to have the, the the march I'm physically closest to be non physical. <laughs> well, I'm doing a march for St. Jude um, next month, and it's it's a virtual march. So that's like the, that's definitely the thing right now. Yeah, I feel like I I mean I, I'm very supportive of demonstrations in general, but still not like a hundred percent like comfortable with big mass demonstrations during a pandemic. No matter how much the world is is falling apart, I'm not saying I'm against it either she's like i'm not i'm not comfortable either either way we're in a real double bind here i don't want to go out (laughs) i want to stay in here until this is over personally if i can i mean i will go out if i yeah (laughs) understandable okay well shale do you want to take us out and i'll close out the stream yeah yes yes 
Yeah, take us out uh, like yeah. a sniper. It's like, uh, yeah. Well, well, my name is Shale. Uh, my name is Shale Riley, and thank you for watching. And my Twitter is at S H A E L R I L E Y on Twitter. We'll be back Friday next week with three more episodes of the Yang Gang Roundtable for the next weekend. So until then, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Peace. Peace.